I came to the island um, for a, a, to take up a teaching post in 1986, and uh, I lived in at school for seven years, and then I moved to Mackled, and I have had four children, and I've lived in Mackled and recently in Lazare for the last 30 years, and I'm still teaching um, full time at secondary school. And do you have any political background at all? I've been a commissioner for Mackled from 2004 to 2008 and I've recently taken up a post as a commissioner uh, with Lazare. So this is the first time you've stood? It is indeed. So what prompted it? I think there are a number of really important issues um, from climate change, planning, housing, provision... Uh, connectivity in the parishes and I just want to be a strong voice uh, for the people of Aaron Michael in raising those issues and getting our voices heard. What was the moment that made you decide? What was the moment? I mean you've obviously this is something that's been with you for a while. What was the moment you thought right that's it I'm putting my name in? The declarations had to be made yesterday and so I decided that if nobody else was standing who I thought I could support, I would declare, and I did a week ago. Where do you see Aaron Michael? What are the big issues, the big topics for? Aaron Michael is the most beautiful area of the island, together with Mackold. It's incredibly pretty. It's got the wonderful coastline. We are a biodiversity island, and I am passionate about representing the not just the needs but what the people who live in the parishes what's important to them and what I see is is important to them at the moment is the housing issue the planning issue connectivity as in broadband and local transport um, the roads and then Uh, The the other issues which are more general, which are more island-wide, such as access to healthcare, access to good quality education, and so on. Do you think that maybe because it's Aaron Michael and it's a little bit out of the way that it's ignored? I I think it needs a stronger voice, and I think in Timwald I could give it that stronger voice. Um, I think there are big issues coming up for Aaron Michael, as I say, planning. The need to refurbish and to have a capital programme of government housing. Um, Jerby is the obvious example. Um, And also with the potential of an island rate coming in, I will oppose that. uh, Because uh, those of us who live out in the parishes do not... We pay for the services at the moment that we have. And we shouldn't be asked to pay for services in towns that we don't have access to. So at the moment, I'm uh, I'm in Lazare and we don't even have a bus service. So even getting to uh, school, getting to uh, a hospital appointment can be a major undertaking. Um, In terms of, um, you were saying about it with with investment and the housing, etc., and yet it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. place, how do you strike that balance? I think we have to stop building for investors. I think we have to build according to the needs of the local community. And that doesn't mean big uh, estates. 
it means small local developments and according to the needs of the local people. So if elderly uh, retired people uh, wish to downsize, they should be able to downsize and move to somewhere in their in their parish or in their locality. Um, they shouldn't always have to move into a town. And for young people who who come from the parishes, who want to have a home in the parishes, they should get good quality housing. And today that means have it being energy efficient and having uh, double glazing and and those sorts of things. They shouldn't be, they shouldn't have second standard housing. There will be those in that area that you wish to represent that mm-hmm. like things the way they are and don't want to see anything new or improved in terms of um, not maybe improved, but don't want to see new builds. I think that's true. I don't. I I don't know of anybody who wants to see large housing estates or any built. any housing though at all. You know, they like things the way they are, and that's. You know. I, I don't think that's true. I think I think um, if you go through, there are small areas, of plots of land, which are quite suitable for housing, um, but to meet the needs of the people, not to meet the needs of investors, and that's a really big point because our, our young people are not coming back to the island for a whole multitude of reasons. But one of those is tied in with housing because young people today uh, have to rent to get their first home and they can be paying uh, £1,000 a month uh, to rent a home and that can mean that they haven't got that money to save up for a deposit. And if you take the under-25s and what they earn, then you look at the person in the middle they would need to borrow 10 times their salary in order to get their first home. And that's why housing has become, recently, completely out of their grasp. It's not exclusive to the Isle of Man, though. Many of them going to England will face exactly the same problems and if, if even worse situation in, uh, in the UK. I, I, I... I completely agree that there are some areas of the UK, um, the ones that spring to mind are London, Edinburgh, Bristol, places like that, which are expensive. And for young people, they may go there for a job or such such like. But other places are much, much cheaper if they wanted to settle down and buy a house. But trying to get a mortgage in the UK is becoming increasingly more difficult as it is supposedly here in the Isle of Man. Um... Yeah, if they but they probably possibly have uh, if they're a graduate, one of our so our graduates, they possibly have a partner and they possibly have access to um, better paid jobs. I would say job uh, wage stagnation for uh, many of our essential workers over the last decade has been a big um, ha- has made matters so much worse because uh, prices of properties have, as we know, gone up 40%. And your wages, if you're a care worker, if you're a nurse, if you're a teacher, have not gone up. But then again, we can say the last two years, effectively, Mm. have been two years that none of us have ever experienced before. That's true. and and uh, And that's another pointer that with our, with our declining birth rate, and our birth rate on the island is the is the marker that we can use to measure just how difficult it is for young people uh, to come back and settle on the island. 
uh, because we, our birth rate's gone down from 1,000 1, babies each year to just 660 last year. But the birth rate's on the decline, but as we've seen, uh, I don't think there's ever been so many people have moved to the Isle of Man in one go as they have done since the beginning of the pandemic, really. The, the, the number of people coming up and speaking to hauliers, etc., they've never been so busy because of people moving from elsewhere to the Isle of Man. And that's good. And quite genuinely, if people... But that's pushing the house prices up. Is there's, it? there's a demand. Well, if, there's, if people want to buy houses in the Isle of Man, the prices then can go up. If people aren't moving to the Isle of Man, then the house prices will drop. And if people are buying, investors are just buying houses. So if you can build 200 houses and investors will come along and buy all 200, you create the need to buy more. I think what will be really in interesting is to see when the uh, results of the latest census come out, let's look at the demographics of the population of the Isle of Man and plan accordingly. I've, I am absolutely pro building to meet need, but not building just for investors to get a return on their money. Okay, financially, how do we address that? I think um, I think this, the, the amount of government spending on housing, in other words, uh, government uh, capital expenditure on local housing for low to middle income families has dropped enormously, and that needs to come back because, as I said before, there are many there are many young people who are not who haven't got a big deposit to put down for a mortgage. And a rent-to-buy scheme would be a real benefit to the island. And that would encourage families. There are lots of factors that uh, enable young people to have more than one child or any children at all. Uh, one of them is having a decent house. And that means if you if you build decent three-bed houses with gardens and community support on a rent-to-buy basis where people aren't constantly worried about if I can't pay my mortgage, we'll lose the house. If they can find affordable childcare, and I would say that all three- and four-year-olds should have free childcare, that is how you would begin to address a very low number of students, not our students returning, but young people coming to settle here on the Isle of Man. We are a remote island, and it's testament to the wonderful teaching that we've had at our schools that 60% of our A-level students have got university places. Going into their 20s, it's their right to go out and explore the world and get a, a broad education. And not all of those will come back to the island, and neither should we expect it. For many, their particular speciality, can't, they can't get a job here even if they wanted to. However, we can attract people back to fill the skills and the, and the posts that we have to offer. But if you tie that in with very high... Um, very high house prices um, and just lack of opportunity, they won't come back. So if you can offer, if you can offer somebody, come to the Isle of Man, take up this post, you're 25, 
there's a, a, a rental house that if you like it, you can buy it five years later or return it to the government. And in that time, if you can make friends in the community, you can have a child. The other thing you have to do is to maintain that family standard of living, that family income, while the children are young. So under the age of three, you really have to try and maintain their income. If you do that, and they have done this in Scandinavia, then the birth rate rises because having one child is one thing. Having two children, maybe a baby and a toddler or a baby and a three-year-old, and trying to find affordable childcare for two children effectively blocks one of the parents from carrying on working because it's so expensive. And the government need to step in and maintain the level of income for those families, give them decent housing of a suitable size, and then we would see gradually our birth rate would rise again. So that that birth rate falling so low is is the guideline, if you like, to what's happening in society on the Isle of Man, that young people are just finding it so difficult to get on the housing ladder. Once they're on, how do you stop eventually those houses ending up in the hands of the landlords? Because we look at the first-time buyers' houses mm-hmm. from 30-odd years ago, around, I, mean, I guesstimate around 90% of those properties now mm-hmm. are now rented out through landlords who own all the pro- most of the majority of the properties. That, how do you stop that? Well, that's a, legis- that's a legislative decision. You can, make, uh, you can legislate, uh, for instance, for um, ex-local uh, government, Houses and so, and the reason I say that yeah. is because you, you mentioned that you know, like the 25 year old coming over, what's to stop them buying mm-hmm. a house and then deciding yeah. to move on okay. and, and selling it and selling it to a landlord who okay. then you know, um, that you can put in a clause which requires them to offer it back to the government, you can put in a clause that requires them to only be able to sell it to um, an Isle of Man. Certainly, with, I mean, with lots of first-time buyer schemes in the past, um, they, they couldn't sell for ten. If they were going to sell for the first ten years, then they had to sell it back to the government, yeah. you know, etc. But after, but how, even after that, as say now, we we look back at the, say those first-time think, properties and see that that, that that it's not the circle's not moved on. It's just ended up back in the hands of the landlords. Ended up at the, yeah. at the landlords because that's where the most profit mm. is to be made. Mm-hmm. But you can legislate to uh, ensure that certain houses and particularly ones built by the government actually stay within uh, the Isle of Man's local population. You can legislate for that and prevent that house mm-hmm. uh, except by default being sold to an investor. Okay. Um, we've talked enough about housing, yeah. really. What other issues are, are really making you, you know, wanting to do, you know, what, what, are, the, th- what, what are the issues do you think Air and Michael will be won and lost? I've, I, won and lost, well, one that I haven't heard raised but I am really concerned about is the uh, rate, uh, which is being um, the rating system, new rating system because uh, once all the houses have been uh, newly rated, uh, there may be a push to come up with an all-island rate. And right now, I don't think that that is fair at all for anybody who lives in a parish. Because? Because the rates in the towns are so much higher, and that's because they provide a whole range of different facilities for the people who live in the towns and the people in the towns pay for those facilities through their rates. 
those who live in the parishes have lower rates because we provide a very different set of uh, facilities which people in the, in the in the parishes want from hedge cutting uh, and things like that but we don't provide um, we don't provide uh, facilities that that um, that the towns do and neither do we use them so my my take is that the parishes and the commissioners should continue to to control the rate and levy the rate on their uh, their electors and their householders. So if you pay to have your bins collected, you pay for that. You pay for the services that you use and you have provided. We're going down a council tax uh, type mm. road there, or even a, a poll tax type yeah. road. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, which we know from the UK, yeah. kind of the, the history side of things. That was not very popular, and we know what happened to mm -hmm. the prime minister through that. But yes. um, that, but certainly, you, you're that's what's you would like to see introduced uh, not introduced i would like it to uh, would like the present system to continue whereby the the local tax that you paid is based on the local services that you have provided for you and at the moment that's done by each of the okay. separate parishes in there and michael and that we don't have an all island rate mm -hmm. which is basically will mean that the rates for those in the parishes will go up significantly to pay for um, to pay for you pay for what you use is all, that's exactly facilities. what you're saying yeah, yeah. absolutely okay. okay so that's the housing and the rates connectivity so whether it's broadband uh, local transport state of the roads uh, if you live in the parish you are going to have to spend a lot of time getting even to uh, access any of the normal uh, facilities such as a hospital appointment, a school, or or even just to do your shopping. So, at the moment, uh, from Jerby, we don't even have a bus during the day. Well, so so has, this has been mooted in the past, though, hasn't it? So, not, the... but that that's just that's just terrible. It's like food banks. How do we become the fifth or sixth richest nation on earth and and have a need for food banks? Mm -hmm. Why are we not holding our heads in shame? Yeah, people will say that if you look around the, the island, it, mm. apart from maybe coming in and out of Douglas, but there's just empty buses going around this island, going around the island. Well, it, if you don't even have the choice of a bus, if 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 on a non-school day you can literally be taking your bus to go to work, and be told this isn't a bus, and you're thinking, but it's a bus every other day. I want mm. to take it. So what would you like you to see happen? Have, mm. It's far more essential that people are connected who live out in the rural areas by public transport because we forget, we assume everybody has access to a car in the countryside. But everybody under the age of 16 doesn't have a car. And many uh, others um, also don't have access to a car or don't drive. And it's absolutely essential that they have access to a reliable uh, public transport service. Ideally, that's an electric bus. And so, the other thing I would say is a big one, is, is jobs and job security. Because we know with the gig economy at the moment that many, many, especially again young people, have 
irregular incomes. That makes budgeting for them incredibly difficult. You go to work one day and told, we don't need you, you have no income, but you still have all your outlays. And it, it means, I feel that Jerby, especially the industrial estate there, is, is a prime site to start the green revolution on the island and get in jobs for uh, putting solar panels, uh, getting the climate change moving, because I feel that the island has stagnated. 2050 doesn't exist anymore. It's 2030. So we, we need to be setting deadlines. We need to be... Uh, I, I, re I, I noted that the government has just introduced from next autumn a scheme whereby they will uh, pay 50%, up to 50% of the cost of putting solar panels on, on, ha on homes. But you've got to have the money to pay for it in the first place. So this is completely excluding the people who probably really need it most. So people who don't have savings to spend on solar panels of up to £6,000 are not even going to be eligible for that scheme. But as long as you're earning up to £112,000, you are eligible. So to actually make it, it equitable, those on low to middle incomes who won't have up to £6,000 in spare savings should be given grants to do exactly that because it's the right thing for us to do. A mixture of solar and wind and a connector to the, to the UK so that we can access the UK's wind and renewable energy source is something we need to push forward here. We're running out of time. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you'd like to add that uh, we've not touched upon? Um, I will say that um, the cost of living on the island is exceedingly high. And it especially affects those on fixed incomes. And our retired population, who rely solely on the Manx state pension, uh, must have that increase, uh, annual increase guaranteed, because otherwise their standard of living will fall below what would be called uh, you know, an acceptable. Nobody on this island, this rich, rich, beautiful island should have to choose between heating and eating um in terms of you going out uh, are mm -hmm. you knocking on doors canvassing how how is your um okay so um i'm a teacher still and i am back to work full time on the 6th of september so i will get round to um on my little red bike and i will get round to speak to people as much as i can and I have a Facebook page which will be going out daily with updates for people to uh, look at. It's just Madeline for uh, Air and Michael. Uh, and I will put updates on that. And people are welcome to phone me at home in the evening and have a chat. I'm not going to get to everybody. I'm not even going to attempt to get to everybody. It's a, it's a huge rural area. But I just want everybody to know that I will first and foremost be an MHK for the constituents of Aaron Michael and shout as loud as I can in Timwald for what uh, they need 
and what we need to make Aaron Michael, um, you know, a prosperous place where everybody enjoys uh, the country life. And the number to ring? 817-001 in the evenings because from the 6th I will be back at school. There we go. Okay, happy with that? Are you happy with that? Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much.